Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, as I think about the next aquariums I'm going to create later this fall, I think, or or end of the summer, later this fall, I plan a little bit ahead. I find myself most interested, not so much in a specific locale or geographic location, that is, as I am interested in a time, as in a season, and all the unique environmental dynamics and the aesthetics which accompany it. An aquarium which represents a time as much as it does a place, and evolves from there over an extended period of time. When you think about it, this type of approach is quite interesting. I mean, consider the differences in forest floors, grasslands, and even streams themselves at different times of the year. Varying water levels, chemical composition, temperatures, and even the types and quantities of terrestrial materials, plants, sediments, and rocks present will have a huge impact on the aquatic environment. With such dynamic habitats to replicate in our aquarium, it seems to me that we should spend a lot more time exploring the way these habitats look and function at various times of the year. With influxes of terrestrial materials and pulses of water, there are a lot of variables in the environmental conditions from season to season, and the impact on the life forms which inhabit these niches is significant and really interesting. I think we should be recreating the conditions and the function of these habitats in our aquariums to the best of our capabilities, as there is no doubt so much to learn from them. Even the most basic variations in an aquarium habitat, such as the water level or temperature, are known to trigger reactions and behaviors like spawning in many fishes. We've known this for some time, and breeders have done this sort of manipulation and controlled breeding setups for generations. What we're not incor- when, you know, what we're not doing or incorporating uh, with these changes is setting up aquariums to replicate or represent various seasons as a, as a regular part of our hobby. I don't know why we're not doing that. Well, I know some hobbyists are trying to capture the look, which they often do splendidly, but I wonder if they're actually attempting to recreate some of the dynamic conditions, the function of these habitats. The, um, you know, not just the look, but what we, you know, what we've called so many times here, the uh, functional aesthetic. I hear very little about this, to be honest with you, and with such a growing interest in biotope aquariums, aquariums and so many talented aquarists getting into that game, it often leaves me scratching my head on why this is not so. Uh, the environmental data from many of these wild habitats that we totally obsess over here is readily available if you you know depart from the usual hobby articles and deep dive into research papers, which are all over the place online, you know, Google Scholar, ResearchGate, etc., etc. Sure, it might be a little more esoteric, dry sort of reading, a little more, you know, cladograms and diagrams and things that, you know, might be alien to us. But once you get into this stuff, you'll find a treasure trove of information that you could assimilate into your hobby. Most of these papers give not only location date, Uh, data, but the time of year and detailed environmental conditions such as redox, light intensity, you know, like PAR, and water movement that go beyond just the pH and water temp when they examine these environments. It's really interesting. The sort of genesis of this little rant today was based on a DM discussion I had with a member of our community who questioned why I don't seem to speak more highly of, and in particular, embrace the culture of some of those biotope aquarium contests. He felt that they were, you know, right up my alley and that it would be natural for me to essentially, you know, sing their praises. And it was accompanied by some constructive criticism about why he thinks we should be more active with, you know, those contests than we are. And he had some interesting points, but overlooked some fundamental ones that have sort of helped me formulate my position on these contests. Like, I'll just come out and say it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The attitude surrounding many of these contests just makes me want to vomit, <laughs> really. The work is great. Most of the people who enter and run these contests are wonderful and they're talented, yet there's this weird vibe, in my opinion, that permeates them and simply turns me off. There, I said it. 
And that's why I'm not running into the arms of these contests 24-7. I'm simply being brutally honest with you, as I've you know, done so many times before here. And sure, there's much good that comes out of these contests, but I think there's substantial room for improvement. Now, I realize that some of the Biotope Aquarium contests have entries which will be titled, you know, Rio, whatever, the small tributary in November or whatnot. And they're typically fabulous work done with a lot of care and talent, and they look great. And the aquarium is typically a nice representation of, you know, of the habitat in question, accompanied by a torturously detailed description of the wild habitat, you know, written in that same sort of obligatory fashion, like those college term papers I used to hate. And the scapes, you know, supposed to conform to some strict classification for the type of biotope the aquarium is purported to represent, which I suppose is cool, I guess. Hey, maybe that's the reason why I don't like these categories. They're like a flashback to everything I hated about school, just so rigid. I mean, all this effort is great, and it shows tremendous research and dedication, and I applaud anyone who enters one of these draconian contests. Yeah, I'm in full-on ramp mode now. Because they certainly do emphasize a bit of understanding of the habitats that our fishes come from. I praise the contest organizers for that. Yet, all the emphasis on, you know, XYZ River in October, does the, you know, with all that, does the aquarium just have a look? Or is there an attempt to represent the function and understand the function of the habitat? To really get down and dirty and sort of sort out the fact that said river or tributary might have more turbidity in October due to runoff from its mother stream or from a rivulet running through the forest, and that this results in more algal growth, lower pH, or whatever. Stuff that not only influences the wild habitat, but has an impact on the creation and management of the aquarium as well, over the longer term. That's a key word. That's where the real magic lies, in my humble opinion. I mean, for all the pretentiousness of the judging and the accompanying criticism that entrance received, yeah, I think there is some, Many of these contests simply fall back on the look of the biotope. You almost never hear about why there is more turbidity or should be more turbidity or in the habitat in certain times of the year, or why the substrate has more silt and soil in it, say, during the summer or whatever, and even less about how the aquarist might manage that aquarium over the long haul. Damn, I keep saying that. I mean, sure, there's probably examples where judges have said, oh, I don't think this is a sustainable tank, but you just don't hear them talk about it. You don't see description of how I maintain my tank, what maintenance I do, how I've been able to maintain the pH or whatever parameters over time. I know I'm being a bit hard on the contest culture. I know, I know. And almost any time anyone offers a personal opinion on this stuff, the defenders and the haters come a-calling. And these little, this little side rant isn't about hate or jealousy or whatnot. It's not the intent. You ask me and I'm explaining why I feel the way I do about some of this stuff and offering alternatives and suggestions. I don't hate them. The reality is that I greatly admire what they do, the talented work of the entrance, the the, the efforts of the organizers, and more important, the emphasis on education they try to bring to the table. That's a hugely important component, and it can't be understated. Calling attention to the wonders of nature is a big deal. I suppose my problem with them is, like so many things in the hobby, a dislike for attitudes caused by people. As usual, I have great disdain for the pretentiousness and attitudes that accompany these things, because I feel they actually discourage some talented people from sharing their work with the world. And I think that there's so much effort spent explaining why an entrant has to fall in and you know, to a specific category and such that we tend to see these become, again, in my personal opinion, little more than very highly researched, well-presented aquascaping contests with a tremendous attention to the look and conformity to some rules above all else. Nothing wrong with that if you're represented as such or if you're into it. I'd simply like to see more emphasis placed on creating and managing a natural or biotope type system over a longer period of time. Not just that they have the correct twigs and rocks and fish or whatever when the photo's taken or when the video's made. How about a more detailed description of how this system runs, the challenges of representing it, how it's managed, why the water is turbid for a certain reason. Not only is it turbid because the materials being used dissolve lignans and 
silt and so forth. But that also is a representation of what's going on in the natural habitat. And that in turn creates a diverse, you know, bed for the growth of biofilms or fungal growth or whatever. Functional aesthetics, which we've talked about ad nauseum here. Yeah, here I go again. Okay, I'm done critiquing these contests. They're cool, just not for me, I guess. But rather than to unproductively trash contests, I just want to push us as hobbyists in our community in general to go a little further to study the real dynamics of the wild habitats, to see them as more than simple snapshots in time and more of a dynamic, ever-evolving system which could be managed over a longer period of time, reflecting the seasonal variations in the environment. Yeah, I feel that we as aquarists can do a lot more to study and interpret the seasonal changes and variations that occur in our wild aquatic habitats uh, we can we can study that and in our tanks. We have the means to research, the equipment to use, and the fishes and natural materials to work with. I think that's part of the reason why we haven't, you know, I think that part of the reason why we haven't seen, you can tell I get ahead of myself here, part of the reason why we haven't seen so much emphasis on this in the years past is that they not only defy the pervasive sense of aquarium aesthetic, but their form and function go against the grain in terms of what has been proffered as the correct and healthy way to manage an aquarium for pretty much most of the century. And actively managing a tank like this is probably more difficult than dioramaing it, you know, just making it look good. I mean, lots of botanical materials decaying in the aquarium creates the water quality management challenges that we as aquarists have to accept and meet. It's not hard, it's just more than just a look. The art of maintaining a dynamic system like this over the long term, embracing, replicating, and managing the seasonal environmental variations is to me a fascinating and challenging hobby endeavor. There's so much we really don't know about this vis-a-vis -vis aquariums simply because we haven't approached it like this very much over the years. I've learned a ton from playing with my urban agapo tanks, enjoying those seasonal changes, environmental changes, and the biological diversity that they bring. And yeah, they look cool too. We can and should do more in this area. Rather than just managing our tanks as static representations of an aquatic habitat, it might be more interesting to run your aquarium on a more dynamic level, truly taking it to another place in time. And if you want to enter it in a contest, do it. Crush it. And really emphasize the art of aquarium keeping, too. And how you manage the tank during these seasonal changes. And indeed, how you create these seasonal changes. Not only will you educate fellow hobbyists, which has always been a great thing about these contests, you'll challenge them to approach the art of aquarium keeping from a slightly different angle. That seems like a winner to me. Until next time, this is what happens when you ask me questions. But until next time, enjoy yourself. Take care of your families and your, and your friends and each other during this challenging time. Thanks so much for your support. Stay bold. Stay unique. Stay studious. Stay rebellious a little bit. Stay considerate. Stay collegial. And always stay wet. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.